Anna, thank you so much for taking some time to join me and let me ask you lots of questions. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I want to just jump right into your situation. Um, it's so unique and so fun, and it's on a bucket list, I know, for so many teachers to be able to travel and work remotely a little bit. So tell us, you know, for those listening especially, where are you right now, and what is your setup like for teaching music? Uh, well, we're in Central Florida. I um, have been the church organist and pianist um, at the same church for going on 31 years now. Actually, well, yeah, going on 31 years. So we have been staying since we moved into the RV full-time in April of 2021. We've been staying in Central Florida because we want to be within an hour's drive of the church. Um, as far as my teaching setup, really the equipment that I have in, in front of me that you can't see much of because that's intentional um, is basically the same thing that I had in my house since I went online you know at the end of March 2020 as most of us did. Nice and so tell us briefly what that setup consists of for your travel setup. I know it's the same as it was but what is it that you're using to teach with? Oh, sure. Uh, well, I have a Yamaha CSP-150 keyboard, which is a digital keyboard, and I already had that. Um, I had an older Yamaha that had died, and I love Yamaha, so I had replaced that. Um, I have a 17-inch MacBook. I'm sorry, not my 17 is my wish. I have a 2017 13-inch MacBook Pro that I never thought I would be teaching off of. <laughs> it was just going to be an extra office computer. Um, I've got a 24-inch external monitor because I really wanted the MacBook to be in front of me, as you see. So it sits right behind um, where I would put music. If I, you can see that I've got my iPad sitting in front of me, out kind of out of camera view. Um, so the external monitor lets me see other things. Um, since getting into the RV, I've bought other equipment, like I have an Elgato deck that enables me to connect the things I already mentioned, as well as my iPad and two um, webcams, and I've got a Blue Yeti mic that I use sometimes when I don't use this Audio-Technica headset, um, and then it's all, it's all connected through a Scarlett audio interface, so that my students, I can, if you want me to play something on the piano... So my students get, um, you know, a nice, clear sound of my voice. Um, I can hear them uh, because living in a motorhome, when it rains, it's really loud. <laughs> the rain is really loud. Uh, and so sometimes I will, um, I'll turn my microphone off so that the student is not distracted by it. Um, but... So that is the sound of my um, keyboard coming through my USB. Uh, interface through my Scarlett um, audio interface um, and the reason I got all of that is because it's a small space we've got about 300 square feet of space and I live here with my husband who also works um, an online job his does not involve um, talking a whole lot it's mostly um, online chat um, for um, a medical um, for a hospital system um, but knowing that some noise might leak through outside to people and knowing that I was going to be, there'd be a lot of piano music going, the only thing he ever hears is the sound of my voice. So that, it's so cool. Thank you for sharing all of the tech and the gear because I'm just thinking there's a lot of teachers that are going to want to know how it all works together. And I think it can be empowering for them also to know whatever setup you have in a house, you can pretty much 
take with you online um, the, or take with you remote, one of the bigger questions could be internet connection. Do you, what kind of internet has, have you found that works best for you as you are in different places? That's, that's every RVer's biggest question. Um, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, online groups that I'm a part of on Facebook and what, and, um, and every single one of them, there's four or five people a day that will say, what's the best internet if you have to work online full time? And the answer to that is, it depends. <laughs> it depends on what you're doing. And certainly if you're doing Zoom, then you have to be really concerned with this, with your up and download speeds. Um, and I have to tell you, Carly, that I, um, because my MacBook is not, you know, a super powered one, I am in the habit of running, um, a disk clean um, program every day, and then I reboot. But if I'm going to do, be doing a bunch of teaching, because I want to make sure I'm kind of starting with a clean slate. And then what I typically do is I check all the internet providers that we have. And if you could name them, and we have them right now. Um, we have Verizon, we have T-Mobile, we have a couple of different AT&Ts, um, and we have Starlink. We got Starlink back in May. Um, which has been working really well. I think the last time I checked, we were paying um, about $250 a month just for Internet services. Um, but you never know. I mean, the location I'm in right now, we have been in a lot in the last 18 months. Um, and some days, one will work better than another. So, so today, I came and I did my disk clean and I restarted my MacBook. And about five minutes before you and I uh, were set to chat, I realized, oh, my gosh, I haven't checked to see which Internet is best today. Because <laughs> so, for some reason, Starlink is not working that well which is odd because this is the location we were in when we got Starlink and it worked so well that we were, we were even letting, I have some friends that are, are living out of a travel trailer next door while their townhome is being built. We were letting them use our internet. That's how well it was working. But AT&T works really well for me today. That was the first thing I looked at because it's been working this week. Um, and um, online teachers may be shocked to hear that I have 12 down and 12 up, which when I was in a house, I would have thought, oh, only 12 down? <laughs> you know, because we're used to like triple digits uh, down. And I see that sometimes. Um, but upload, if I get double digits for upload, I'm like doing a happy dance. And there have been a couple times this week that I had lessons that students said, oh yeah, you sound fine. The audio and video synced. Everything's great. And my upload has been like 3.5. I'm laughing because that's how it was when I was traveling and we were like in other countries and I would, we'd get to a hotel and the first thing we would, Mike and my husband and I would do was check the internet speed. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes yeah. we would get excited like oh we have 20 you know 20 up and five down or whatever and it but I taught I've taught in terrible internet speeds <laughs> in different places yeah. and sometimes had to reschedule but not very often usually I could get away with at least five up and down um could send a good a good feed. Um, the challenging thing is when you're sending, trying to, you know, send a videos back and forth to each other. That's when you need something a little bit faster. Um, or when you're streaming with multi, multi camera views and stuff like that, you know, it can be a little more challenging, but 12 up and down sounds like it's working great. Yeah, that was, and I checked it right before we got on because I thought, okay, AT&T, that's been good. Um, otherwise, we have a T-Mobile 5G home internet that usually is stellar. Um, 
So when people ask me what should I get, um, I say start with T-Mobile 5G and Starlink. Uh, and I would just get those, you know, and, and uh, we're going to be uh, my last day at the church. Our plans right now for my last day at the church is September 25th of this year. And we were all excited. My husband's job had approved him working out of the state of Florida. And then we realized that we're heading into winter and we really don't want to be in a motorhome in snow. People do it, but this girl doesn't want uh, to do that. Um, so, so we're pr- probably going to be in Florida through through March until threat of most of the snow is until uh, we can go to some other states. Um, but we'll be trying out internet um, in the Keys. Um, I've booked us into the Florida Keys for two weeks over Thanksgiving, uh, so I'm really really excited about that. And I have heard people say that Starlink is working pretty well, so we'll see. Um, I will tell you that I I just this week got a smaller digital well like a, key, a keyboard I can carry around, like a 61 key keyboard. And I'm now working on being able to set up so that if I have to drive somewhere and teach in my car, I can. Um, so that's that's on my to-do list for this this week because, you know, I need, I have that. I need, I would like a way that I can set up at least one webcam. And then I need to get a portable power station um, because I don't want to run everything off my car battery and then find that I can't get home. So, so that's, you know, you have to think about um, power and water, um, you know, when you're in an RV. But I'll tell you, um, you know, I've lived in Florida my entire life. And when hurricanes are headed our way, when I was living in a house, um, you know, if I was always in central Florida. So fortunately, we never got hit really hard with but a couple of hurricanes. Um, but there was always that question, how am I going to teach? And so that was what some of my earliest experiences with online teaching is, you know, people still had power um, and they still had Internet. They still had their Wi-Fi because they still had power, but they didn't want to be out on the roads. So we would have online lessons. Um, uh, well, now uh, we have an onboard generator. So if the power goes out for whatever reason, I have my own power through the through a gas powered generator we also have um a big it's called a blue eti um power station that we can recharge with solar panels and i did actually teach um earlier this year um it's a very long story but we ended up i ended up working from a church parking lot in south florida for a whole day and i could have run the generator but it was nice out so i opened the windows and I used this Blue Eddie. Everything that needed power was plugged into it. And we have a 100-gallon water tank, you know, in the RV. And we have two full bathrooms. So, and all, all the other comforts of home. Any, anything you can name, I have uh, around me. <laughs> that was fun. I wanted to actually ask about, you know, rewinding back 10 or 15 years. Did you ever see yourself teaching online remote like was that ever even in your mind or or has it been or kind of what what did you think you'd end up doing and how did you get into it um well RVing is something my husband and I talked about before we got married and we've been married almost 32 years and and I whenever the topic would come up I I would always say well if we're going to be in there for any length of time we're going to need a piano in there and of course digital pianos were a thing uh, but I hadn't really thought any further down the road about how to put one there. As far as online teaching, um, I know that I'd been online teaching. 
trying to think when the earliest it was. I had, I know I had a student who uh, was in my area, but her mom was a nurse and was offered a year-long position in Spokane, so the other side of the country. She really wanted to continue her lessons with me, so we did, and we did it over Skype, and it was horrible because they had a horrible internet connection, and it was Skype. <laughs> so, um, but we did it, and you know what? She prepared a guild audition, and she got really high marks. So that was my first inkling that you could actually teach and do a good job of teaching online. Um, and I think that was, um, one, two, three, four, five. it was probably seven or eight years ago. Um, and fast forward to today, I just started that, that, that family lives in um, Louisiana now, and I just started her younger sister on lessons this week. The mom called me and said, hey, you know. I want to start my younger daughter on lessons. So rather than find a teacher, they had never found a teacher, another teacher in Louisiana. So she wanted to go back with me. And it's so much better now with the options that we have now. And and our students are so much more open to it because they've been through a pandemic and had to do it. And it's it's an easier solution than I think it's ever been. I wanted to ask, you know, you've been in Teach Music Online for a few years now. What are some of the highlights of your journey going through the program, whether that's within the course itself, upgrades you've made to your business, or within our community? Well, initially, and I joined uh, Teach Music Online back in 2020, and initially it was because it was just such a comfort to know that other people were doing this, that they were doing it successfully, and just to see other what kind of equipment other people were doing. And I loved your course at that time, which has come a long way, you know, as you know, because it's your course. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going back through it now. I started back at the beginning. I'm going through the whole course again now um, because there's so much information about every aspect of teaching. It's nice to have an overview of the different lesson uh, platforms, the different video platforms, what their pluses and minuses are, um, different um, options for storing music uh, digitally. That's really great. Um, and equipment. It's nice, as I said before, it's nice seeing what other equipment people have. And just the camaraderie, just the sharing of ideas um, freely of people that are in that community has been uh, uplifting as well as educational. And, and I just have to tell you, I appreciate so much what you did in 2020 for teachers. I'm going to try not to cry, <laughs> but, um, but I felt I've always been a tech person. And at that time, I was um, president of the Florida State Music Teachers Association. I had been president since October of 2019. And so in March of 2020, um, you know, they canceled the MTNA conference like, what, 10 days before it was supposed to happen. But I'd always been the go-to tech person for our state. And so what a God thing it was that I was the president in 2020 and 2021 uh, because I just knew how to do this stuff. But there weren't a whole lot of – I'm sure there were a lot of teachers that had done it, but there weren't a whole lot of teachers that people knew of that had done it. And so I always I felt like you were this friendly voice in the wilderness <laughs> – saying you can do this you were like the cheerleader for everyone and I appreciated that so much um, and so that's why I signed on even though I felt like well I know most of this stuff but you don't know what you don't know <laughs> I love that I love that full, just way of thinking like that gets you so much further than thinking I know enough <laughs> You recently have kind of teamed up with another member to do some accountability calls as you go through the course. Can you share a little bit about that and how it's been helpful for you? 
Yeah, this was actually something that I learned in another, I took an online course that was once a week for about eight weeks. And um, the format of that course allowed us to have about 30 or 40 minutes every week to just work. Uh, here's my cat. Um, so, um, so um, and I had never done anything like that before. I'd heard of it, but I thought, well, you're just like working. Um, but it's, it's that you commit to doing it at this particular time. You know, you put it on your calendar, and you know that there's somebody else that you're going to meet. So uh, maybe you've done that with like an exercise partner or something, that that's what gets you out the door to walk in the morning or something. Uh, but just knowing that you've promised this other person that you're going to be working online. And so we work about 45 minutes, and then we, t- well, our plan is to take like a five-minute break. It usually lasts longer than that, but we unmute our mics, we turn our our cameras back on so we can see each other and if there's something that we had a question about in the course or um, something that we want to discuss then we take a few minutes uh, to do that but it's been it's been a lot of fun and I just like being able to help other teachers that are kind of not as far down the road in this journey as I am. It's been fun to see people hopping on there and as you said like everybody is at a different place and it's also probably inspiring to them to see you and where you're at and that you're still learning and you're still going back through and refreshing your ideas and maybe reorganizing and get some new getting new ideas for your business I think that's a great example to all of us Um, there's no like end to the road of learning (laughs) how to be a successful entrepreneur or a business owner as you are and it's exciting it's fun and to to have community around that um, can be so helpful. So thanks for setting that example inside of our community. It's funny, my husband and I had been talking about that exact thing. Some people call it body doubling. Is that what it's called, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other communities, I guess. And so I, he, we were laughing about that's kind of a funny term, but they use that as a, a way of, it's a work session with other people and it can be really helpful to have that. Yeah, we, ha- we have really enjoyed it. And you know what I have found... I don't know why I'm surprised by this because, you know, I've been teaching for about, well, almost 50 years because I started teaching when I was in high school as an apprentice teacher. Um, And I know that when I was teaching in person, I was always learning new things. Um, So I don't know why it surprised me that there's still more things to learn about online teaching. I think a lot of people think, well, once you know how, what buttons to press, <laughs> and, and you know, and once you know how to how to find students, what else is there? Well, there's a lot, <laughs> and I'm still learning. You know, I learn a little bit of something every day, which is um, exciting. I'm learning about that, learning about RV life. So, um, and when you stop learning, then that's when life starts to get kind of frustrating and boring, isn't it? Absolutely, and I. That's one of the most fun aspects for me inside Teach Music Online is I find myself curating really great tools and resources and passing them along. Um, And I have always had such a love for technology and marketing and business. And it's an ever-changing world with online marketing. There's so many new tools and ways um, to be more efficient, to use our time wisely, to be smarter about finances, to set goals I mean the list goes on and so it's been such a joy to bring that in you know combine my worlds of teaching with with this love for just the world of 
modern business and marketing and help music teachers see that you don't have to do the traditional methods maybe that you were raised with. Um, but that, like you said, when you, you can always learn and it can always be very fulfilling. Yeah. And I think that there are options that we haven't even realized are options yet, which I find very exciting. <laughs> you know, that, that there's, there's something out there. There's a way of teaching that I haven't even thought of maybe, you know, yet. I'm, I'm working right now on an asynchronous program. Um, that has just gotten off the ground in the last few weeks. I have four uh, students signed on with that program, so I'm uh, excited about that. Yes, I love it. That's so good. I, I'm thinking from the shoes of a teacher who might want to be doing what you're doing, and I'm wondering if you could share what have been some challenges um, as you've transitioned from a home to an RV motorhome and specifically with teaching, have there been any kind of unexpected challenges that you would, you know, let teachers know about in advance? Well, I would say that probably the main thing that you need to consider is if you're, if you want to be full-time in a motorhome or a towable, um, you have to be willing to get rid of stuff. And that is a very difficult thing uh, for people to do, but it was one of the driving factors um, that, that, that caused my husband and I to choose that this lifestyle. Um, and then we don't have a house now. We sold our house a number of years ago. We had been renting a fabulous house that was um, perfect for my group teaching. Uh, we had been in that house for three years. And we uh, have two adult children that we gave stuff away. We sold stuff. So getting rid of all that stuff, but then you don't have to take care of all that stuff. Uh, but you have to realize that whatever um, your teaching studio is in, if it encounters some kind of trouble and needs repairs, then they're going to be taking your house for repairs. So you have to be ready and willing to kind of go sideways with where are you going to teach then. Uh, and you encountered that, you know, when you were traveling. Um, so that was there were things that we thought about, and it hasn't been that big of an issue while we've been in Central Florida because I could teach at my church, or I could teach. Uh, there are several people um, who have pianos that have offered their space to me. They are not themselves teachers, um, and so I just have to be prepared to gather up all my stuff, unplug it all, replug it back in, <laughs> know what it is I need to have with me, uh, and go teach somewhere else. You know, and possibly live somewhere else. We just came back from Indiana. Uh, and where we had to get some warranty work done on the RV. Um, and I had just planned not to teach that week. But we were there last year, and we ended up being there longer than we thought. Um, well, they only work until 3. So they gave me back the RV at 3 o'clock every day. And so I taught from the parking lot of um, the Rev Group Service Center for several days uh, in, this, in July of 2021. <laughs> Um, so you have to be flexible. You have to be willing to get rid of stuff. You have to be willing to learn a lot of stuff that you have never considered having to know stuff about. But if you are um, married or have a partner, I will tell you that it's a great way to find um, a new love of things that you can do together because you have to. Such such great insight into that. Um, I think I would add, from my experience with teaching, traveling and teaching, a couple of things could that could be helpful for teachers is 
perhaps having one or two days a week that you're not teaching at all for maybe repairs or travel. If, if maybe they're not in a home, but maybe they're traveling and working remote from hotels or Airbnbs a month at a time, which is a great solution, but you need travel days. So I know for me, I think I worked Monday through Wednesday and then I didn't have any students on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so I had a I was able to actually do the things we wanted to do while we were in these other countries and had more flexibility for being able to travel. And then I love what you said about flexibility. I I would tell teachers that our students are actually um, very flexible as well. And I think sometimes it can feel like, oh, no, I have to postpone lessons for today or I have to reschedule or you know there sometimes there's things that can feel like as a teacher you can feel guilt around but what I found was parents and students were very accommodating um so it it, for some it could be a slightly different business model um when you're traveling and teaching where maybe you're teaching fewer but you're able to reschedule and have a little more flexibility um but just to think those things through because it does look a little different than when you're stationary Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, um, I know of people that buy motorhomes or towables and they park them in an RV park and they just, they stay where they are. And that is not at all what we wanted to do. (laughs) Um, And I will also throw out that it's not necessarily less expensive than living in a home, necessarily. Um, And that's a whole other story. But we move about every three weeks. And so it's like preparing for an earthquake every three weeks because you have to secure all your stuff. Um, And so it's planning around those travel days. So I don't teach until 3 on Mondays and Fridays, and I don't teach at all on Saturdays and Sundays. Now, I am, as I said, a church musician. But we're also having to work around my husband's schedule. Um, And although I set my schedule, he does not set his schedule. And then you throw on top of that that most campgrounds you have to be out by 11, and then you can't get in until noon. So, so, and you can't, like, pull in at noon and be ready to go in, like, half an hour. Um, So there's a lot of extra things that have to go into planning, you know, when could I be ready uh, to teach and... And so that that was what kind of initiated that whole teaching from the church parking lot one day. <laughs> We've actually done that a couple of times where we just, we knew that he had to, you know, my husband had to work at eight. And so there's no way we could like have a, like a two hour break <laughs> to pack up, move and reset back up. So, but it's fun. It's, it's an adventure and that's how we choose to see it. And that's what we signed on for. That's what we wanted. And so I'm so much looking forward in next March to, uh, to traveling, you know, we're planning to go up the East Coast, and then probably next winter, winter 2023, I want to maybe travel to Arizona, so many parts of this country that I've never seen, and, and we're just so excited to do that, and still be able to teach. Yes, oh, it's so good. You know, you mentioned something about downsizing, and kind of having a more minimal lifestyle. What were some of your favorite parts of that, or hardest parts of minimizing, and getting rid of things because I went through that same process I'm just curious how how it was for you and your husband (laughs) well we were somewhat fortunate in that we have two adult children and one of them was engaged Uh, the other one had just bought a house (laughs) so they both needed stuff so we just went through the clipboard and said what do you want and we just wrote it down and said this is when you have to get rid of it Um, so when I visit either one of their homes I we still see some of our stuff 
because they have it. Um, clothes were really hard for me to get rid of. You know, I mean, in, in our RV, my husband and I share a closet that is honestly like maybe 14 inches wide. And I have three drawers and he has two drawers. And that's all for clothes. Oh, and my shoes also have to fit in this closet that's like 14 inches wide. Uh, my daughter wears the same size shoes, so I still get to see some of my shoes on her feet. <laughs> uh, but my husband had a really good idea early on. He said, you know, it's it's seeing the things that bring back the memories. So I just took tons of pictures of things. And now, um, you know, the Time Hop app that drags out, you know, from pictures from a year ago, I'll go, oh, I remember that picture, or I remember you know, whatever, something that someone gave me. I think I had every greeting card my husband had ever sent me in our 31 years of marriage. I still had them. Um, so I got to look at them all again, and I took pictures of them. <laughs> um, and it was wonder. It was wonderful to be able to bless people. Like we gave our washer and dryer away to a couple that, um, that help people who um, who are coming out of homeless situations. Um, and we were able to do a lot of things like that, that were just really blessings to us. So all around, it was just a, a wonderful experience, and I'm happy not to have all of it, <laughs> really. Yeah, it. I, I went through the same process with taking photos of things as, you know, we, we went through boxes of childhood, you know, heirlooms or memories or certificates and things. And it's interesting, you, you hold on to stuff for so long, for so long because you don't have a need to get rid of it you just put it in your basement or put it in a closet and it's such a great exercise to even if you're not going remote to just purge and donate and get rid of things I found that it was just so helpful mentally to get rid of stuff and really for us at our marriage we were only had only been married for three maybe four years at that point and doing that as a couple so early on was a great exercise and really set us up for hopefully not holding on to things always in the future. Yeah, I had I had gone through downsizing with my 80-year-old mother three times in the last several years. And if you've ever had to do that, um, they don't want to get rid of anything. And I think, I guess the older you are, the more memories you have. And so the more difficult it is to part with things and it was I think compounded by the fact that we didn't want or need so many of her things and so it was not only painful for her but it was painful for my sisters and I to see her have to get rid of these things you know to to not know that someone was going to be appreciating them necessarily and we didn't want to put our kids through that you know, so it really didn't matter to me if there were things that that neither one of my children wanted. We took them to Goodwill, or I found someone else that wanted them, or and that was fine. But I'm I think it doesn't bother me as much because I have, you know, thirty years less <laughs> attachment to them, I suppose. I before we end, I'd just love to hear what have been some of the biggest wins or joys to you in this transition as you've been able to still teach like those moments where you're like I need to write that in my journal or I, I just where you just feel so grateful for what you've created for you and your studio and for your life oh gosh um being able well being able to continue relationships with s students that I've that I've had for so many years I had three seniors 
uh, graduate last year that I had still been able to continue online lessons, um, still being able to have recitals um, from a teaching standpoint. From a personal standpoint, getting rid of stuff and freeing up my schedule because taking care of that huge house isn't there anymore um, gives me time to enjoy time for things that I just enjoy doing. Um, so it's a much more, on the, for the most part, it's a much more relaxed lifestyle uh, for me because that's what I have, that's what my husband and I have chosen to make of it. Well, thanks for sharing your experience and your wisdom. I can't wait to, to share this with teachers. I know there are there's so many that have these aspirations and dreams and maybe it's, you know, it's way down the road for them. But hearing that you have made it happen and you've taken those steps that are not easy and not comfortable and can be nerve wracking to make a big change like that in your studio is is so inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. It's my, it has been my pleasure and I, I hope I can be encouraging to somebody that wants to do this.